Uh, are we ready? Yep. All good? Yep. Yeah. All right. And seconds. I don't have a burning butthole joke this time, so. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Can, I could not go through it a second time. I mean, that basically is a burning butthole joke, so. Gotcha. Uh, okay then. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, after dark, guys. Uh. This is one of those weeks where our after dark is gonna be most of what we do this week. So. Uh. Yeah. CW is winding down. There's really no, nothing else. It's the just a little design, But I haven't even I haven't given the gifted two seconds of time yet. So. Yeah. Uh, it's here. apparently very good though, from what I understand. Yeah. Everything I've heard says it's great. So. Need to give it a try. No, I mean, I think. Oh no, that's uh, not until I, April. Never mind. I, I was thinking I, Legion season two. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, like, was give so it good and me. so different. Like, I don't care about the gifted. <laughs> I, I, I said like, the I, same thing until I heard good things about it. So, mm. give me Legion season two right now in like, my game. Also, like, uh, superhero TV shows coming out, where they're just gonna dance around the subject of top line players. Um, Agents of Shield, looking at you. Uh, and the gifted kind of, at least like Legion, has an era Legion. like an. Steve ran it. I don't want to know where you're going with this. And the gifted is like, where are the X Men? Woo! Legion works because it's like, it's like if they if they straight up tell you like he he doesn't know like he's fucking crazy. Yeah. David's yeah. nuts. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Hello, somebody there. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Who's knocking at the door there? No, that was uh, that was my that was my desk um, <laughs> echoing. Um, yeah. Anyway, this is Dark Random Zone. I'm Connor McGraw. Uh, I'm Hunter Davenport. I am Arlen Haro. I'm Eric Dorchek. Oh, All right, let's Epic. do it one more time because everyone doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah, I am Connor McGraw. I'm a fast-talking Jerseyan. I am Hunter Davenport. <laughs> this is my voice. <laughs> I am Arlen Haro. I have a cold, but this is mostly what my voice sounds like most of the time. So, yeah. I'm Eric Fedorchek. I'm the one who has the heavy Pennsylvania accent. Eric says water, okay? Oh, God, I hate that I say that. <laughs> I hate that I say that so much. Like, I was listening to an older recording or an episode from a few weeks ago, and I heard myself say water. When Eric needs a towel for going in the water, he says, give me some towels for my water. Uh, I need to go get a bagel. I need to get a bagel. I'm going to go watch the Eggles. A bagel? Uh, you, don't say, you don't say milk, do you? Milk? What? Milk. Yeah, I know. No, what? Milk? What is milk? Milk is something. It's probably milk to some people. That's what? what? It's like, if someone, milk. The first time someone's like, a glass of milk, I was like, ew. <laughs> the thing is, like, I I was born in New Hampshire and lived there until I was like six. Lived in Illinois until I was like eight, and then I've been in Pennsylvania on and off since I was like nine. So um, it's I'm stuck with this accent for the time being until see, I, I have, can get I out of a, this apocalypse. I have a amalgamation of accents because when I was little, I lived in Florida and I lived in the boondocky areas of Florida. So y'all and. <laughs> vocabulary but i'm born in new jersey so we moved back there and then like east coast cadence kind of started to you know make an impression on me and then i came out here and i actually noticed the more i was out here everyone talks a little slower they have kind of i wouldn't say western but like country twangs to their, yeah. to their 
Interesting. They, they have the that I, here too. Or I there's sound, a southwestern accent. I yeah. Like, the, yeah. Like, it even well like, expands into like Idaho and shit, and yeah, and mm-hmm. eastern eastern Washington also. So it's a it's a mm-hmm. thing for sure. Like here's, a, here's My, the thing about growing up in New Hampshire though, is like I don't think I have that much of an accent. Really. No, you don't. No, no. not really. I I know people who do, and it's it's incredibly it's it's like surreal to like watch them like speak. Only, if only one of us was from like uh, North Dakota or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, don't you want to talk Yo, about the flesh? Oh jeez, I mean, not to talk to, not to talk about him when he's not on, but like Alan definitely has an accent when he's been on in the past. So yeah, yeah. There's times where it's like, oh wow, that's that's something new. There, there are times when I just suddenly become a good fella, even though I'm Irish as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because because all my friends are all my friends back home are large, two hundred plus pound bald Italian men. Like all of them, and here are their names: Bro, George, Mike, Paul, Tony. God um, damn it! <laughs> hey, Tony. Note to the audience: When Connor said "friends," that was in quotation marks. <laughs> Holy Mikey. Frankie, get over here! Hey, Frankie! Hey, Frankie! Frankie! Well, I'm more going. All my on life, the, I knew uh, I wanted to be a large. Gangster. Large bald men, all large bald men. Do you go to public bathhouse together, Connor? Absolutely <laughs> not. You sure? About they wear, do they wear tracksuits? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Someone's. You know what? All your kneecaps are getting appointments. Okay? <laughs> Did you say Frank. all our kneecaps are getting appointments? Yes. <laughs> what a baseball wait. bat. How you doing? <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> I used to actually get my hair cut at a place. Um, uh, when I was when I was younger, I had this. It was this little like kind of shopping closet, and I'd go in, and the dude had like, an, one of the oldest fucking cash registers I've ever seen. That it wasn't even digital. Right. It was like, <laughs> things. It's got a lever. A big lever on the side. Yeah. It's cash register, and it was it. Everyone who worked there looked like an extra from The Sopranos. <laughs> like, dark, greasy hair, thick, thick, thick mustaches, and all of them just always talked with their hands and and like. I think Sopranos was always on the TV. Mm. I had a I had a boss at my uh, old job at, at the grocery store, who like looked like he walked off the set of Sopranos. Like mm. he was just like, and he talked. He was like, he was like, hey, how's it going? Kind of like that. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm from like James Gandolfini had a house on the beach, like 25 minutes from where I lived. So. How did he pay for that? Well, how do you think? <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I'm just saying, you don't know. What, what is he doing on the side? God damn it. Completely re- believable businesses. Yeah, look your fucking he, mouth. Holy God, look Get out of here. I own a deli. It's a $100 bill. <laughs> make it useful. Yeah, I make careful. a lot of money off the cornfield. Um, <laughs> um, Jay Leno was actually on Joe Rogan's podcast and talking about how, as a comedian, like coming up, you would perform in mafia clubs. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And how normal it became for him. I think he said because he was there so much that at some point, I can't remember what it was that he had to do, but he was put into maybe a sticky situation. And um, one of the guys is like, Oh, you want a piece? Here you go. Hands him a gun and just goes, Don't worry, the number's scratched off. Just throw in the garbage when you're done. Wow. I really like, I really like the it's idea of someone Jay... trust, trusting Jay Leno to murder somebody. Yeah, and, like, and then, <laughs> what do his he... wife. 
his, his wife was there with her with him and she's like oh my god is this actually fucking happening like christ so, who do i need to pop huh <laughs> who do i need to kill huh tell me let me know yes i should the face um anyway this is an after dark episode and there's a bunch yeah. of news to talk about yeah, yeah. um First, uh, our own, and our only speed round uh, story is a new Lost in Space trailer. Yeah. Not, not a lot to talk about. Uh, it's, it's a teaser. Yeah. It's kind of a proof of concept. Um, Here's my thing with Lost in Space. I don't give a fuck about Lost in Space. I mean, I don't know. There's thing with Lost in Space. But <laughs> I really no like science fiction, and mm-hmm. I really I... like original science fiction, even if it's based on something older, um, if they can do something different with it, that's interesting to me. And it's it Netflix from the fucking movie that I had to sit through as a child. Yeah, that my uh, dad dragged Joey, you to. Joey Wheeler. Here's How you thing. doing? The only moment in that whole movie that's worth watching is uh, when uh, Joey turns into Iron Man for a second, and then everything yeah, else it's on, is. It's, it's on his badass Space Marine steel helmet. It looks like yeah. a man in a fucking iron mask. It's it's really cool. The rest of that movie, fucking bullshit, <laughs> fucking dog yeah. shit. It's just it's probably good to watch Gary Oldman just overact. For yeah, 90- I mean, you could watch any Gary Oldman movie. And, and Jared Harris shows up for a second, so that's good. You get to see like. Very young Jared Harris, so that's cool, I guess. You and uh, owe William me. Hurt. Oh, William Hurt is in it, and he doesn't look a day different than he does now. That's well, because he doesn't age. Um, yeah, no, William Hurt all. is a vampire. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that dude's gonna outlive us all. Mm-hmm. Actually, isn't William Hurt dead? No, no he's, he's alive. Oh no, 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 I'm thinking of John Hurt. Yes. Hurt. Damn it. Wrong Hurt. <laughs> Who I also thought was going to live forever, but yeah, yeah, I was convinced he was going to live forever. I still find the fact that we watched um, Frankenstein Unbound, where he's a time traveler, um, <laughs> and and he was and he he is now officially one of the doctors in Doctor Who lore. Yeah. So it's really amusing to think about the Wait, fact that what? John, yeah, yeah, dude, he's the War Doctor. Yeah. In okay. Day of the Doctor, in Day of the Doctor, it's the 50th anniversary special, anniversary episode. David Tennant's and Matt Smith doctor meet each other mm-hmm. and throughout the throughout this uh a previously unknown regeneration materializes yeah. because he, he he is the lost doctor because he disowned the name the doctor yes. because after he commits basically mass genocide against his own people and the daleks so he's like oh. i'm not a doctor anymore. i'm a murderer yeah he's okay. an in-between doctor in between eight and nine because oh. Christopher Eccleston is a dick and he wouldn't show up to be on the show. Yep. <laughs> so. why, was, why is he Because his war career is going so far. Well, Thor, the Thor had just come out. So. Oh, okay. That's so. a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the war doctor because he's the one who ends the war between the Daleks and, yes. and the Galaxy. Whenever you say war doctor, I keep thinking of war machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's kind of like that, but for Doctor Who. <laughs> and his 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 famous you know his his famous words as that character are no more because he's just tired of the fighting and mm-hmm. basically initiates a doomsday and kills both sides. Oh yeah. damn! Yeah, and that's you, one way to stop stop a war. Anybody who's seen the fiftieth anniversary but has never seen um, there's this little short film that they did right before the fiftieth anniversary, um, and I think it's called Night of the Doctor. Someone and... where they bring back the actor who played. The eighth doctor is yes it? yes it's him yeah. and it's his regeneration and it's it's very good it's only like 10 minutes but it's it's worth watching so if anybody hasn't seen that and you don't even need to 
watched any Doctor Who previously. Day, Day of the Doctor is probably one of my... I mean, it's not yeah. hard to believe it's one of my favorite episodes, but it's hysterical. It is. Because just the interactions between the two Doctors when they finally meet, because they're just criticizing each other's style. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Matt Smith's Doctor pops out and goes, well, uh, I can't remember what his line is, and he's like... He's making fun of like he's getting made fun of by David Tennant. And he's like he's like oh yeah, and what are those sand shoes? And I'm so David I'm fucking... so thin and I'm so cool and I'm wearing and what are... sand shoes. Points okay. his ridiculous looking sneakers. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and like they both have different sized uh, sonic screwdrivers, and Matt Smith is fucking massive. <laughs> and Tennant goes, "What are you overcompensating for something? What is that?" <laughs> It's really good. Um, really fucking good. Anyways, as we were talking about, um, I'm I'm in for anything sci-fi, and it's Netflix, and it. I don't. I'm not a fan of some of their movie stuff, but their TV stuff, everything that I've watched, has been at least <laughs> I, watchable. Let's so, real, real quick. Their movie shit. They're they're quickly becoming Asylum Productions with their fucking movies. I mean, yeah. Well, no, because you watched the Ritual. Um, well, Netflix original or is it a Netflix acquisition? It's an acquisition, is my understanding. Oh, yeah. That's the original becoming asylum productions. Hmm. I, I I wouldn't agree. I I don't think they're as bad as Asylum because I think they have some pretty good movies. No, but there, they're right? but they're becoming the new Roger Corman, um, which <laughs> isn't necessarily a bad thing because Corman oh. produced so many movies <laughs> that you can't say none of them were good. <laughs> Yeah, Roger Corman directed fucking Frankenstein Unbound. So. Right. But he also produced like 500 other movies Yeah, uh, from so many directors. So you can't be like, he, those were all he bad. Was involved in like uh, the old Jason the Argonauts and shit like that too? I think or am so. I thinking somebody else? I think so. Like, what what happened? The Corman studio, we should do a whole episode uh, just on Corman. Um, I'll have to drag Joe in here for that because if I tell him we do that and he's not involved, he'll he'll literally assassinate me. Oh, yeah, yeah probably, probably. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, like Corman, he produced so many movies. He produced more movies as an independent studio than any indie studio ever. He he produced a movie that we're probably gonna have to watch one day, and it's the Fantastic Four Lost movie. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but he would produce those movies. He'd let the directors basically do whatever they want. He'd give them a budget, and he'd say do it and then afterwards if he felt like it wasn't shocking enough or if he felt that it wasn't going to get enough butts and seats he would add stuff to it or he would go back and he would reshoot stuff for shock value's sake um now would he tell the directors he was doing that sometimes he would do it without them knowing um (laughs) and here's the thing it reminds me a lot of netflix because when you hear stories of directors working with them they're like uh, yeah, you know, I, I never had a problem with them, like, saying, that's too gory. In fact, I, they would tell me, you know, you should make it gorier. You should make it more shocking. Um, so it's very similar, their behind-the-scenes production. And I think that's part of why they're becoming so DTV-ish. So, DTV uh, being know. direct-to-video. I, like, I don't know. I... I watched, I, I don't know, I watched Planet of the Monsters last night, and... Mm, mm. <laughs> Really? Uh, so, so here's the thing about uh, Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. Uh, I think the human's dumb. <laughs> He's an idiot. Well, like, through and through. I mean, everything I I'd seen much, of that. I don't expect much of the humans in, in monster movies anymore. No, well, the thing is, is I don't either. But, like, there's just a, a part in it that made me go, you are actually the dumbest human I've ever seen in any of these movies. Like, we're going we're to talk about it, but I think every human being involved 
in the Jurassic World universe right now is fucking dumb as bricks. No, they're all stupid. They're yeah. all stupid as shit. And also, like, so here's the thing. When you're talking about Godzilla protagonists, um, the best one that they've ever had is in Shin Godzilla, which is the thing that I have to give that movie the most praise for. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I agree completely. Uh, um, and I have a when I have a long list of things that are like, eh, but still, very very well-rounded movie. Shin Godzilla part. is the, the only Japanese Godzilla movie I've watched in a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's mesmeric. It's, it's very good. Um, if you watch the rest of like, them, though, there are no good human characters. But, like, Haru is the name of the character, and, like, at one point he is explicitly told, like, the Earth's fucked. Like, even if we kill Godzilla, like, we, we can't drink any of the water. Like, this planet will kill us. And he goes, no, we have to we have to kill Godzilla and live on this planet. <laughs> and, like, it's so fucking stupid. I'm like, really, dude? Like, is he grabbing his balls while he says that? No, he's, like, pushing up. He's pushing the guy who suggested they live on the moon instead. Like against the wall. Oh <laughs> like, my! He's like, no, we have we to, go we have to kill Godzilla. No, Godzilla. no, let's stay here. No, let's stay here <laughs> and drink this poison water. There's a zero percent chance of Godzilla being here. No, we must live in the place that has a hundred percent chance of Godzilla being months, Like looking up in the sky and just seeing Godzilla fucking like. Like paddling his way through space up some... I just like the idea of Godzilla lying on his back, flicking the moon off. I love it. He's I, fucking I like he's on his he's like what would be like positionally on his back doing like a backstroke in space, like up to the fucking moon, like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> he was he was in a giant wooden horse but his tail is sticking out. <laughs> it's very obviously Godzilla. It's only be a good thing. Let's let him in. It's just bulging around the sides of him. Yeah. God damn it. Um. So that's that's Lost in Space. We don't have much to say about it. Cause yeah. It's like a minute long. There's but, no fucking robot in it. Very. Um, no. There's a voice but... at the end. So it's it's like. And and Doctor Smith isn't in it. So. Yeah, but the trailer. What it gives us is an idea of the aesthetic, and it's it looks aesthetically pleasing. I it guess. Looks fine. I think it looks fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, it is just a teaser. Yeah. So, like, you know. So we'll have, a speed round. Yeah, we'll have more to say when a full trailer comes out. Main stories. Yeah. Um, what do we want to do first? Do we want to get really pissy with Joss Whedon, or do we want to talk about Aquaman? Yes, let's yeah, fucking let's, get let's pissy get... about Joss Whedon. Yeah. So, <sighs> I'm just going to say it, because this is, so, I, as someone who loves both Avengers movies and has really had not had a problem with any of the Joss Whedon work I've seen prior to this, uh, fuck Joss Whedon. Yeah, no, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, one, because, I mean, so that, that stuff came out last year about how he's actually kind of a huge um, misogynist, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's might not have, a great guy to actually, his wife. Um, yeah, might actually no. be a huge piece of shit. Um, and mm-hmm. his, his, his feminism may be kind of an affront to... Or an affront to kind of hide the fact that he's maybe bagel asshole. And all the stories I hear coming out of Justice League paint him as an apathetic douchebag who came in to cash a check, clock out, and not bother to polish a film. Yeah, oh, and not to mention how WD fired Zack Snyder and then covered it up. Yeah, yeah, the fact that WD fired Zack Snyder in the wake of his daughter's suicide. Good on you guys. This is you yeah, it's, good it's, job. It's wow. kind of a follow up to a story that I didn't want to talk about last week because Warner Brothers firing Zack Schneider was just too shitty, and it just was like I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to spread the I just love... stupidity of that. 
But yeah, yeah. it's fucking it's, it's fucking dumb. Absolutely mind-boggling to me. Like, yeah. Well, and the full story, the full story. Now that we have all these different facts that have come out in different times, is like he was removed from production. Yeah. Joss Whedon was, and then basically, I mean, he sounds like he just was like, "Ah, eh, we'll put this here, we'll put this here, we'll put this here, we'll put this here." I'm out. Yeah. And then the executives were like, okay, now ship it off to special effects. You guys have two months or like eight weeks to get this shit done. And then we're going to slam it in theaters, hope it fails, cash our bonuses, and forget this ever happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah There's a picture of my thumb puts Superman's face on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole, everything I'm learning about WB. They sabotaged it. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's the thing. I have a general assumption about almost all studios, especially the big six, as I've said before, that most of them don't know what they're doing. Um, most of them don't care about what they're doing. All they care about is the it, bottom line. Part of it is, like, like the film, like, a film success is so, yeah. like, based on luck and, like, the time you release it mm-hmm. and all that. Thing, yeah. I've said this before. Which you the, can, fact you... That, the fact that any movie gets made is a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's amazing. The fact that for any big industry like that, like video games, movies, anything, it's it's a miracle that these yeah. things come out. Yeah. Um, I can cut them slack for that. I cannot cut them slack for being like, let's just like rush this thing and then get our bonuses yeah. and fucking let's, act let's like it never our, happened. Let's rush the big uh, culmination of our little universe we built and then just basically just literally like spread our cheeks and dump it out into theaters and then move on. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I yeah. can buy a second house. Like, well, with, everything, uh, with the just... Go ahead, uh, everything I've heard is worse than everything that I imagined. Worse. Yeah. Far worse than anything that I could possibly have imagined as far as things that they would say behind the scenes. And it, I, I'll say it many times. The guy who was running Warner's, who I believe is still there technically, um, he's a theme park executive. Yep. Uh, that's his experience. His primary experience is... Knowing uh, when to replace a roller coaster or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and maximizing profits from selling ice cream stands. and yeah. things like that. That's his business. That's every not time, making art. <sighs> every time I think about the Warner Brothers execs, I think of, you know, in that in King Kong, the, uh, the Peter Jackson one, those executives who are like in the theater yeah. that Carl Denham's showing that. I think of them. Like, for some reason, <laughs> I just have it in my head that that's not. Yeah, I kind of, I always imagine the, um, the harumphing clones from Frisky Dingo. Interesting. <laughs> harumph, 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 harumph. At, harumph. at this point, with I, the, uh, with, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, with the uh, two things with the Joss Whedon and whatnot, one, I had read an article that he, he'd actually been involved relatively early on in the editing that's of true. Justice League. He was um, brought on so to write his fingers, that's, that's Yeah, it. so his fingers were all over it while Joss Whedon was still there. I'm not saying it excuses what Warner Brothers did. I'm just saying he was involved for a longer time than most people realize. Yeah. And number two, with the reason why I think Warner Brothers was so hot to get the movie out is because they saw how well Avengers did with Joss Whedon's name attached to it. And they're like, oh, well, he's involved with this, so this will be a gold mine. Yeah, it's, billions just, of dollars. Easy, it's easy money. Yeah, yeah I it mean, wasn't. Uh, Joss, Whedon no. did, Joss Whedon did what I perceive to be as a fucking horrendous job of, of uh, attempting to f- fix this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
But if you, if you look at it from we before... Don't know, we don't even know if it needed fixing because we don't true. know what the original cut resembles. Well, it's... <sighs> There's so much to unpack. We ha- I think, here's the thing, we need to do an entire episode about Warner Brothers. The same way we did one about Sony. No, actually, I think that this, all this news has come out, like, a Justice League post-mortem is necessary because... Uh, like, the Superman scene that, that came out alone, uh-huh. like... It completes mm-hmm. his fucking arc. Are you kidding me? It's deleted scene. Yeah, it's yeah. not even a fucking movie. Yeah, it shows his. It shows the choice he makes to go and be a fucking it's... hero. I'm so, I'm so angry at this point. Um, with everything that things, I've heard, there are some things that I picked up whilst doing those. Well, I was watching all those scenes where people replace the music uh-huh. in, um, in Justice League, and I picked up on something I didn't hear in the theaters. I'm gonna go back and look for it in the original, like in the actual original footage. When Wonder Woman says "You are Kal El, last son of Krypton," there's a very faint Kurt Russell talking to to Clark, and Clark says, "That's my name," from Man of Steel. Yeah. What? That's in the movie. Apparently. Kurt Russell. Don't you mean, uh, <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, you said Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Well, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell is the alternate. Is the uh, alternate casting. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Here we go. Not, not, oh, Russell Crowe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm imagining Jack Burton telling him. <laughs> Your old I'm buddy Jack uh, here. Um, hang, the hangman from fucking Hate Wait. Um, <laughs> now I'm gonna no, take uh, this it's, woman it's, to it's, hang in Red Rock. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Russell Crowe's talking to to Clark, and he, he, Clark echoes like, "That's my name, Kal El." Yeah, because that's when he's finding out where he's from, and that's an interesting little audio touch that I didn't pick up on at all. Yeah, and that's I think it's just more evidence that like I think Zack Snyder was maybe onto something with Justice League, but we'll never fucking know. I mean, <laughs> but we bring up Joss Whedon because Joss Whedon was removed from Batgirl. Yeah. Well, okay, so I don't think he ever even had the Batgirl job. I don't think um, he did either. I don't think he ever had that job. And here's the thing. I understood why he was bring, brought on to Justice League. Because as I said it at the time, he was the only person who had worked on a movie at that caliber ever before. Period. Yeah. He, he, he did it twice. Uh, he did movies on that level with that many superhero characters twice. What your opinion might be of those movies, and particularly the second one later on, that's that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. But he did it twice, and both of them were financially successful, so that's why he got the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we can see that he, clearly he just didn't give a shit. Uh, which it doesn't surprise me at all, because I don't think he likes working with studios on pre-existing properties anymore i think he's burnt out on it and he just gave them his time but he didn't give them like his real heart i guess or his no, soul and you can tell it's by looking at certain scenes where you're like this is probably meant to be a lot darker and you jack the colors up and everything looks fucking weird yeah yeah, yeah it's like... i've said it before the entire third act looks like it takes place inside of a space heater yeah it does it really does <laughs> everything is just i'm like what is it why is everything so fucking red hot like <laughs> yeah like there are scenes yeah. where it's like you you change the color grading to make it fit better. But this is a Snyder scene. This is Snyder's yeah. this is completely Snyder. You just change the color grading. That's all you yep. did. You did nothing else. You changed none of the writing, you didn't reshoot this, this is exactly the same scene. And you're just hoping that we don't notice. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Batgirl. I don't I mean this is also more evidence of Warner Brothers just like 
not having a stable ship because mm-hmm. this is this is the umpteenth director to leave the umpteenth project. Yeah, mm-hmm. and apparently there's a new regime which I didn't realize. I didn't realize that there was actually a new group of people actually in charge, which I don't believe for a fucking second because they've changed mm-hmm. regimes as far as who's in charge of the DC movies a billion times. Like it's even gonna fucking matter. They're gonna change it again in a year, and they're gonna blame well, it like on this... two months ago. Like yeah. two months ago, week to week. Uh, news items. There was one saying, um, "Oh, there's too many cooks in the kitchen." Yeah. And the following week, another executive was like, uh, "Well, these are too big for just one person." Yeah. Like, what? And what, then what Walter the Hamada was brought on to be in charge of all these things. But is he really even in charge? And when when Aquaman doesn't do as well as they want it to do, which I think it'll do good. But when it doesn't think... make billions of dollars, they're going to blame this Walter Hamada guy who just came onto the scene. The same think, way that they did uh, Jeff Johns. If anything, Walter, Walter, Aquaman will be, like, I don't know if it's going to be successful or, like... Yeah. I, like, I have, I'm at this point, I have my doubts about all these movies. Here, like, and I, here's something else I'm mad about, because, like, Aquaman can probably be as good as Wonder Woman when it comes out. Maybe better. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little, maybe just slightly worse. Possibly. But, the problem now is that the representation of this brand that you have pushed the general public is shit. Yeah. Yep. It's shitty shit shit. Yeah. And I have seen this just through social media interactions. People love posting memes about DC films fucking failing, not having their shit together, um, and how Marvel's always killing it, and these very pro-Marvel, anti-DC stuff. Um, it's mostly from people who don't fully know what they're talking about, and they're just trying to join in the on the, the you know, the the bashing bandwagon, yeah, the dogpiling. Um, when they're not taking into account, like, this is the work of just fucking ninny hammer executives who have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, and here's yeah. the thing: this is bad for a number of reasons. Brands can be corrupted, and they can survive that corruption. I mean, there's a period of time in which putting Stephen King's name at the end of something was a joke. Also, Batman was dead for, like, eight years. Yes. Like, there was a point in time where... What's another example? Something where that where that name used to mean something, and it just became, like, not even interesting anymore. Uh, the writer of uh, Jurassic Park. Like, there, were, there was a point where they were yeah. getting how many movies with his name on it, and it just um, stopped meaning anything. And my Shyamalan. And my Shyamalan had probably the quickest cycle of that event, yes. because he got hot, everybody hated him, and then he got hot again. Mm-hmm. And it, it happens, and it and it goes in cycles. This is going to be much harder because you're going to have to wait a while. Like yeah. Batman was untouchable, um, but Batman is but, also uh, has a wider appeal. Yes, and Batman's malleable. The other uh-huh. thing is like they're taking mm-hmm. they're taking these names they want to turn into household names, and they're just they're they're put, they're half passing the effort. Mm-hmm. And also like it. it I, I think it helps that at the time Batman and Robin came out, Batman the animated series was still going strong. And that Bruce Timm animated universe didn't die for another ten years. Like it kept on going. Well, and if you think and if you think about it like it's, it's it's never truly died because like you have the Arkham games which are based in that universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have stuff like uh, Young Justice, which is sort of, kind of, it's, it's, maybe the last official <laughs> Justice League Unlimited is, is the last official animated 
edition other than some of the movies that they released afterwards, yeah. which are in the same universe. And if you want to, I, I would say because of the the talent involved, Injustice is technically an offshoot, I think, of that universe. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's yeah. relying on um, fucking, what's his name, Kevin Conroy and um, yeah. what's his fuck? Um, yeah, it's Mark relying Hamill. on that talent. Uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. So well, yeah. Mark actually Mark Hamill does not voice the Joker in the Injustice games. Oh, isn't Troy Baker? Didn't he no, in the first one? No, it's this. No, uh, the guy who voices Raiden uh, voices the Joker. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Christopher Lambert. Oh, wow. oh, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh... No, they didn't get they didn't Superman, get Hamill. But, like, why have you become thing, so evil? The funny thing about Injustice is that they actually. Um, there was an alternate skin for Green Arrow in the first game, and Stephen Amell provides the voice because oh. it's the it's oh. the Arrow suit. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's really hmm. interesting. Yeah, that was one of the free DLCs initially with it. Yep. Um, but yeah, Joss Whedon's off Batgirl, and this is now how many directors were off Flash? Two, three. <sighs> well, I mean, because uh. What the fuck are their names? Uh, same guys who got taken off of Star Wars. Um, they were two oh, directors. Lord and Miller. Yeah, Lord and Miller. And then the guy who directed Dope. And there was somebody else who I think signed on and then they dropped. And then... Wasn't Anton <laughs> supposed to direct one of them? No. Um, but the very first director... Yeah, directed True Detective. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. He was on at one point. But the guy who oh, directed... <laughs> The guy who wrote Pride, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, oh, please no. Yeah. Uh, he was the original director of The Flash, like way, seen, way back. Have you seen Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I, I, I well, couldn't no. finish it. I, I couldn't I, finish I, that I've movie. I've seen it because that director I was saw um Have any of you seen Nightwatch and Daywatch? I've Watch seen Nightwatch. I know it by I've name. I've seen Nightwatch. I love those movies, and they're they're visually uh, very the stylistic. Are, they're ridiculous. The special effects are fucking nuts, isn't even that, now. Isn't uh, that guy responsible for Nine? That movie about like sock puppets or whatever. Yes, oh, the, the one that, that. has uh, the one that had Frodo in it. Yeah, yeah, he directed oh, no. that. He directed Wanted. Um, oh really? Yes. Mm. Timor, I think his name is Timor Bekmemdetev, something like that. It's yes, very that's Russian. right. Yeah. Don't, don't you have that dismissive hmm about Wanted? Wanted is not bad. If no, Wanted is a the bad source film. material. Wanted is not terrible. bad. I don't like it's, Wanted. It's not that bad. I think that movie is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> it's a you know, bad it's movie. just fun Night to watch, watch stuff get shot. Yeah. Nightwatch and Daywatch are really fun. Um, their stories are really hard to follow because. It's really kind of obtuse, high, high fantasy set in modern day stuff. Well, like, aren't they adaptations like, of Russian novels? As yes, well? <laughs> yes, they are. And they're, and they're very, and they're condensed. And there was supposed to be a third film, Twilight Watch, that never happened. Yeah. So I think Ooh. they end up condensing what would have been the third movie's plot into the second one. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't they're, work very they're, well. They're, I like them a lot though because it's basically it's this, it's a covert war between like. Witches, warlocks, vampires, shapeshifters, and all kinds of their shit split between good and evil, and they're basically sitting on, like, a 3,000-year-old truce that's about to erupt. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Damn. It's kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, so Graham Smith is one of the people on The Flash. The DC Universe is kind of imploding. Um, Kind of. And if it was... (laughs) Here's the thing. if If it was me, if I'm the person in charge of all this shit... 
except for Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, I would just stop for a couple of years. I would too. And it seems yeah. like they're doing the opposite. It seems like they're trying to fill the plate with as much as they can. Which is and, not and, the and, like, strategy. And, and abandoning the idea of connective tissue. And I saw an article recently in Screen Rant like, uh, that said that made this weird claim that like the shared universe trend is already dying. I'm like, mm, yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Because it's living very strongly in it's, some places. It's like, yeah. Marvel's is not... I mean, we've we have joked about Marvel's connective tissue, but it's all because of <laughs> negative squabbling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And CW, yeah. the CW, no fucking problems maintaining their universe. Yeah, no, none whatsoever. Um, and uh, the the Law and Order as SVU universe is still alive and well, so that's a thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The problem with the, problem with the universe thing is they're trying with wrong properties. Like, we don't we don't need to transform the universe. We really don't. No. no, we don't. But God, no. No, but here's the thing. Like, so that's not a story I put on there because I didn't care. But since you bring it up, um, <laughs> no. Uh, what the fuck, Hasbro? Ha- ha- Hasbro. That's the weirdest Hasbro. way to say Hasbro. Okay. Hasbro. Are you talking about the reboot thing? <laughs> ha- ha- Hasbro is planning after Bumblebee to reboot so, Transformers. I'm okay with this. Sure. Yeah. I'm okay with this because. Michael Bay clearly doesn't want to do it anymore. Well, like, I would also yeah. like them to get rid of Michael Bay's aesthetic because at this point, mm-hmm. like, those movies are hideous. Yeah. Like, even yeah, if about... I like the idea of the robot design, I'm done with it. I'm so done with it. How about we get rid thing. of lips on robots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that never bothers because, me. Because even, like, Ultron had lips. I'm like, why? They're robots. They don't need lips. Ultron think... didn't have lips. He had Me teeth. and Connor, this kind of relates <laughs> to my point of, like, the lips thing. Like me and Connor were playing uh, Xenoverse Two, and I like I remarked how cool cooler cooler looks, um, because uh, his he doesn't have yeah he doesn't have he has like a a, a mouth plate over his mouth it looks like the fucking coolest shit ever yeah that's the thing M- mouth plates are cool so that's yeah. true so. I want that do that I am yeah. pro it's actually, mouth plate it's funny you mentioned it's funny you mentioned the Dragon Ball Z thing because when Imperfect Selfer shows up and he has that weird like orange like taint thing for a yeah. mouth i thought it would just be a mouth plate and then it opened up and i'm like oh this design just fell the fuck apart <laughs> yeah. no it's like, i think that's a cool like design choice that like they're they were actually avoiding yeah yeah until the anime transformers from 2000 where hell yeah they gave them full-on fucking mouths and they also turned yeah. into dragons in that series so <laughs> um oh but yeah no like so yeah they're rebooting it which is fine and Without saying too much, they basically confirmed that they want to do like a shared universe with GI Joe and Micronauts. Um, that's fine. I, I think that's fine. Not opposed to that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I'd be yeah. With that. Also, like I think the GI Joe brand is another one that's been unfairly treated because. Yeah, but at least there's... they left it alone. Though they left it alone. They some... ha- there hasn't been another one. They did after after retaliation. They're like, okay, all right, and I don't we even. Won't... I don't even hate retaliation. No, retaliation's no. actually not terrible. And the fucking snake eyes and um, <laughs> the oh, RZA in that movie and Storm Shadow, Storm Shadow. <laughs> the, well, that's the that hard fight master. But the um, the the cliffside fight. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Cool. With snake eyes and the actor who plays Electra, and they're fucking fighting ninjas on zip lines. Well, Again, I, I can't get over the RZA as Fu Manchu in that movie. It's so crazy. Yeah, the hard master. Yeah, like Ooh. retaliation was a. Step in the right direction, and I think if they would have kept going yeah. the way they were going, it could have actually been good. Yeah, but... I think the thing I love about the the GI Joe franchise that I don't think is like 
like shown in those movies is like the Joes are fucking ridiculous. Like there's yeah, a pirate. Yeah, there, everybody a, is uh-huh. ridiculous, and that's a, they they downplayed the shit out of that. In the yeah. first there's one, a dude definitely. in a Hawaiian shirt and green pants. Like, His it, name is Chuckles. If you ever do. Ice cream soldier, okay? Yep. <laughs> There's a do, pirate guy? Um, yeah, if you're going to do G.I. Joe, you have to go either full-on ridiculous or you have to go super serious. It's not like Batman, yeah. where he can live in that in-between space. You have to go for it all the way, uh, one way or the other, uh, in order for it to really work. And I want super ridiculous G.I. Joe. Yeah. You want Serpentor and all of that crazy. Yes. That said, yeah. if See, they had done the I, version I, of I Agents want, of I S.H.I.E.L.D. Want... that they pitched, which is just S.H.I.E.L.D. agents doing their shit, I would have been all into that. But they I don't. Want and the they're opening, blue and white I outfits? The, I want the opening of the G.I. Joe <laughs> animated film just spread out. Mm-hmm. Because, yes. I don't know if you remember that, but it's like this ridiculously rad 90s fucking guitar riff G.I. Joe theme song comes on. So good. And the Joes oh, and Cobra are just fucking firing just like just buckets of laser at each other. Yes. But my and people favorite... are parachuting and just fucking and... brawling. I'm like, this is insane. So good. And the animation on that was so good too. Like, yeah, it was yeah. better than the movie. The, and they brought the movie it up. starts and you're like, oh. <laughs> and I, I love that I love that they there... fight snake people. <laughs> yes. Like snake people show up. It's so crazy. Yeah, Cobra Law. Yeah. Was once a man. Like they go from like fascist kind of Nazi knockoffs to mm-hmm. like a cult of snake people. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. If I might be misremembering this, but in the comic book of G.I. Joe, Cobra Commander was a used car salesman. Hell yeah. He, I don't at know. one point, he was a used. I swear to God. I, I mean, swear to God. That's better than him being that... Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh God damn you! I was just gonna get there. It's. I was gonna say it's better than him being like I'm Cobra Commander and putting a gerbil ball on his helmet <laughs> or on his head. You can call yeah. me Commander. I okay. There's a... like, I want to say it's a joke to say that this, the series of events in that movie is like you can call me Cobra Commander. I surrender. <laughs> it's so bad. You're not like, wrong. like he creates <laughs> Destro. Shit. He creates Destro at the end of the movie, and you. And then they immediately surrender. Yeah, and then Destro was put in a fridge in the next movie. Um, God damn it! Well, so yeah, bad. they didn't use Destro. At all. <laughs> they didn't use no, him at all. No. Cobra, Cobra fires him and then leaves him in the facility. He's written out of the film. He let. He looks at him and says, Destro. You're out of the band, and then walks away. <laughs> and then they completely change Cobra Commander's design, which is such a strange. Yeah. Yep. But I, here's the thing: one thing that is kind of oddly relevant now is retaliation, and how at the end of the first Cobra movie or the first movie, Cobra's flag is revealed as replacing the U.S. flag. Um, yep. Which is just uh, uh, that's that's really weird now. Watching that now, very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, I also like the fact that Channing Tatum shows up in the second movie for about eight minutes, God, and then is killed in such a definitive fashion. There's no way he could ever come back. He's what he gets. He's right next to an RV that gets fucking hit with a stud missile, and his flaming his flaming corpse spins through the air and lands in a sand dune. Can we watch GI Joe for the podcast? Because holy shit. I mean, I'm sending I'm not something to the it. chat. If, hey, I just, go ahead. I just went to the. Uh, I was just looking at the GI Joe wiki because I needed to see if he I was, was right about Cobra Commander. <laughs> he was. But the thing is, 
he was his brother died in a car crash and he became obsessed with the man who did survive the car crash and that soldier was better known as snake eyes destroy the (laughs) world destroy the world so he became the the leader of a semi-fascist organization in order to get revenge on one ninja Yeah, it seems it. Yeah, I think that was before he was a ninja, though. I don't know. The coolest thing about G.I. Joe is the fucking ninjas, because there's like a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Right. And like Psy, Storm Shadow, and a few others. There is a really great episode of uh, Heroes and Villains. I don't know if you listen to that podcast about, uh, is it Snake Eyes? I think Um, so. It basically explains explains his whole history. Oh, my. And like, it's super fascinating. Like, he's just like, it's an interesting character. Yeah. There's actually a uh, really great, like, it was only, I think, eight episodes. Um, Warren Ellis wrote G.I. Joe Resolute, I think it was. Hmm. It's animated, and it had some of the best, like, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes stories I've ever seen. It was so good. Like, they were pretty much the main characters. Yeah, look that up. I, just, get a I love the fact that two, like, two super military groups... Um, Hired ninjas. Have ninjas at the right. disposal. Ninja oh, brothers. Yeah. Ninja half brothers. Yeah. That's the it thing. It was the eighties. It was the eighties. Um, I love going go into so um, much. You want to go into the other this stuff like the um, testing stuff? Well, no, because we didn't really talk about Aquaman. Um, they did a test screening, and Aquaman is apparently great. Um, it's still a year out, so things might change. Um, but there's huh. it's, gonna get, it's gonna get reshot and handed off to a well, trailer. Most likely, and... but the thing is, there's not another movie coming out between now and then, so they can't have that same reactionary thing of, well, they didn't like that one, so that's just completely changed this one. Um, they can't really do that. Are you kidding me? They'll they'll still be they'll like they'll they'll use Justice League as Maybe. the sword to die on. No, because okay. that already hey. happened. And the movie is already out, and they know that it's good. And now, and now that the new news is out that they fired Zack Snyder, I don't think they want any more bad press. Yeah, no. I, I think at this point they're living for bad press. Also, um, <laughs> James Wan has been doing this whole movie in Australia, um, basically Wait, without any supervision. Like they, oh, ha- well, they've George, been the, the good old the good old George Miller. Yeah, basically. <laughs> if, like, I think what we're learning is. If you want to make a movie and not have Warner Brothers boss you around, don't you get do the it. Get fuck away America. from them. You go to an inhab- you go to an, uh, an, an unhospitable wasteland to do it. You go to the middle of yes. Africa or you go to Australia and then you're good. You have to deal I, with I snakes. I still love the joke, but... the, the joke about George Miller absconding $24 million from Warner Brothers and just running off the desert to smash mm-hmm. trucks together. Yeah, <laughs> so good. So good. Um, they have... And then made all that money back. <laughs> God damn it. The executives don't want to go to any of those hellscapes. No. Or at least to them, what are hellscapes? So they're just like, okay, we guess it's going oh, okay. Oh, like, if it, like Tom Hardy and Charlie's there, and so they try, they almost killed each other because George Miller drove them insane. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's asked them to do, he's asked them to do these crazy things. Get in the car. I just I love the idea of Tom Hardy being like, just please, George, please no, please. Well, and I then can't. Hardy Hardy said afterwards, he's like, it took me until the movie was finished. He's like, I saw the finished product to fully appreciate what George was doing. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's a fucking madman, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I really like you the idea look at of... a picture of him and see that. I love yeah. the idea of George Miller just like just being like, I made happy feet. Get in the car. <laughs> I love the idea of like him putting Tom Hardy on a fucking bean pole and going like, no, we're really gonna swing you. Get on. No, it'll be fine. It'll be Do fine. It. It'll, be, it'll fine. be fine. Trust me. George, I made these, happy these feet. handcuffs seem really trust, tight. Shut trust, up. 
Trust me, I had a stuntman's legs broken in Mad Max 2. <laughs> Bye! A friend of mine almost died during the shooting of these movies. Um, Dude, yeah. If you go back and just look up the injuries people sustained yeah. during the, in the first Mad Max, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, they, and it's funny because a lot of these people were just kind of okay with it. Because a lot of the, uh, the biker gang was made up of actual biker gang members. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah, we'll just walk to the bar. Hey, you want to make like ten bucks? And yeah. were paid in be- they were paid in beer. Uh, yeah, so, like, about right. That's a, that's the Australian I... film industry in the seventies. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> they, uh, they like, yeah. Water. One of them would be fucked up. Like um, God, what's his name? Uh, he was only Bond for one movie, but there's a movie where he was George Lazenby. Yeah, where Lazenby was literally set on fire during the production of a movie. What the um, fuck? And they, they, he was the star of the movie, and he was a former James Bond, and he got lit on fire uh, because it's Australia, yeah. and they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like a lot of the cars they destroyed were like owned. I think the one of the vans that gets sliced in half is like. An old ambulance that George Miller bought. Yeah. They <laughs> just let get cut in two by a couple cars. <laughs> kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, also, like, J- with James Wan, though, like, directing this, like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, I'm not I've worried never, about him at all. I've never been worried. No. I'm, I'm just, I hope that this means that the, that the studio will just leave their hands off of it and just let it happen. Um, I, I don't know what would lead me I've to never... think that, but... I remember hearing a while back that uh, it's going to be like a horror movie, almost. Yeah, because well, he's in sea creatures and stuff. And... Yeah. <clears throat> also, and also, like, Black Man has evolved, apparently, which is really super exciting. Who's playing Black Man today? Is he's that a, Patrick he's, No, he's like an I unknown. No, no. Uh, he's like an unknown black actor whose name I really cannot remember. Wait, am um, I crazy? Is Patrick Wilson in Aquaman? No, he's yeah, Ocean Master. Master. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, right. he's Ocean Master. Yeah, and I'm Willem Dafoe was in the movie too. Yeah, he's, he's Volko. <laughs> no, it's Ryu. <laughs> okay, okay, My don't name even. Has four letters. <sighs> <laughs> Eats an entire apple. God damn it! Um, <laughs> I should have put Aquaman in the speed round, but whatever, because <laughs> it's not much of a story. But um, yeah, extras. I guess as we can move to that if. Unless anybody yeah. has other thoughts about Aquaman. Nothing nope. at all. Yeah. It's yeah. Jessica Chastain is in talks to play Adult Bev for It uh, 2. I mean, that's, like, that's yeah. exactly who I thought should play Adult Bev. Choice. I mean, you and everybody else. There's <laughs> yeah. only two people I can think of that should... Actually, well, three. Um, one of them was the, the fucking knockout redhead from Mad Men. Uh, Christina Hendricks. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard. I can that's see... The only three actors I can think oh. I can see Riley Coe uh, from Mad Max Fury Road, the, the redheaded in Fury Road. I can see her doing oh, it also. Yeah. Um, she yeah. was in uh, Logan Lucky. She's really good in that too. So I'm sure she could I'd do seen, it. Yeah. I'd seen some people saying Amy Adams, which I d- no maybe no. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I like Amy Adams, but I don't think Amy Adams like I don't think she has the edge. Yeah. Because no. like. No. Castaigne has been some fucking hardcore roles. Mm-hmm. Like to see her kind of face down Pennywise rather than yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, I, here's the thing. I was against it at first because I was like, I'd rather go for, like, new faces. Like, I'd rather have people who I have yeah. no attachment to. 
But the more I think about it, the more I have I come to the conclusion that Chastain, everything about her previous work suggests that she could play adult Bev. Like, there's nothing about her that's that's different to me. Like, I I can see she's in not, some of her previous roles. She has no version to playing in horror roles either because she's in Mama and um, mm-hmm. and Peak. With the same director. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's why she's been rumored oh. for so long is because... Uh, Andy Muschietti directed both movies, so that's okay. that's where that rumor initially came from. Um, and here's the thing: if they build it around her and they get a bunch of people who are lesser known, maybe they what? get uh... the other the other known person I want for this movie is grown up Seth Green because he is now old enough. Oh, to play, <laughs> to play his adult Richard Tozer. Yes. Yeah. No, that's what, that How would actually be inspired. Fucking, that's, that's a really cool nod to the original because Seth Green is in his forties now. Here's the thing: I haven't seen him in a real serious role ever. I know that he's done them, but I haven't seen him, and I don't know if he has the chops. If he can do it, if he can I, play it serious. Here's the other thing: I don't think he's that good an actor. That's, uh, yeah, that's part of it. I don't think he it. would be in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, he's funny, I guess. I mean, yeah, because um, well, the thing about the adult segment that I know just from reputation is that it's a lot sadder than the kid segment. Yeah. Um, there's it's not because uh, because like what, Georgie dies almost immediately, doesn't he? It's uh, also they're dealing with like adult problems, it? which what aren't as kills fun. themselves. Like <laughs> yeah, Georgie, yeah. Georgie, no, not, why... Georgie is uh, Bill's brother. It's uh, no, uh, Stan. not Georgie. Stan, Stan. Stan himself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stan, and actually in in the in the new one, he's the first kid to walk away at the end. Yep. Yeah. 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 I thought really interesting because as soon as he got up and left, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean they were to- they obviously knew what they were doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'm just the thing is like the second half of the story. I mean, at least in the book, is it's pretty much Bill is the center character, and that's yeah. what I'm curious about who they would cast for Bill, because yeah. if they're going to have Chastain in it, they need someone who is as good, if not better, than her. The other um, yeah, um, oh, God. Tom God Hardy. What's the no, name? um... <laughs> what? what is his name? He was in... Uh, uh, God damn it. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in Genesis. Oh! oh. Jason Isaacs. Oh, uh, oh, you mean Gen- Gen- Genesis? Um, Genesis. Uh, 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 yeah, that's that's my official name for that film. Uh, he, here's my problem with him. He's too studly. <laughs> like he's too <laughs> like I, I I could totally believe like nerdy kids grow up to be like you know kind of tough looking, but I don't buy him. My, my pick would be Jim from The Office. Um, because, Jim Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and he, we see him in yeah. the quiet place. I can see him playing off Chastain well, um, and I can also see like him as a kid, like being like a stutterer and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's who yeah. I would buy. But then the rest I would well, want well, lesser yeah, known. Well, it's that's the thing. Like Bill Ritchie and Bev were pretty much the main children actors from the movie. Like Ben and uh, and Mike kind of got short shrift, and mm-hmm. Stan. Well, yeah, but F- Finn Wolfhard owned that movie. Let's be real. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah true. he did. But like did. like uh, Sterling K. Brown, who played Enjobu, um, he's a great pick for Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sterling K. Brown would be great. Everybody know people know Sterling K. Brown, yeah, but he's I not like so. a household Wait, name. Jobu from Black Panther. Yes, yeah, and Jobu. The fucking uh, the, the fucking uh, the, God damn it. Yeah, um, his brother, uh, uh, T'Chaka's brother. 
That's all oh, we should say. Okay, I'm sorry. I just keep referring to him as Killmonger. I keep forget. I, I keep forgetting <laughs> his actual Wakandan name. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, or yeah, his name is Injovu. I don't remember his Eric's Wakandan name, but yeah, um, yeah, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, uh, yeah, he'd be good. Um, I think. I other than that, like unknowns are who I'd want. I want new faces, kind of. Um, but good, good faces. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's the thing. But no, Chastain would work. I'm helps. into it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, next story. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Universal, comes, in, their brilliant, in their brilliant wisdom, has decided uh, to announce that they're doing Jurassic World 3 um, before Jurassic Why? World 2 has Why? even come out. Um, okay. Why? <laughs> Because money, I guess, and so I don't. I'm gonna get in a fucking soapbox right now. Okay, and I'm gonna put it out there, and I know you're, you're gonna agree with everything I'm gonna say. Yeah, totally. Jurassic World is fucking dumb. It's the fucking and worst movie. And we all really have to come together and start to realize that these are, like, these are the cheapest, most soulless, hollow attempts at just milking a franchise yep. dry. That I've seen mm-hmm. that I've seen recently. Um, <laughs> these the Jurassic World I went into, like I, I fucking love Jurassic Park. Yeah, so let's let's get that out of the way. I love Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic I Park too. I made clay dinosaurs when I was little. I love Jurassic Park too as well. I think it's ridiculous, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, the guy gets bitten in half. Yeah. Um. Uh. I grew up loving dinosaurs. I made clay dinosaurs all the time. I made little dinosaur panoramas. I love going to the Museum of Natural History to see those fucking skeletons. Um, this uh, Jurassic World infuriated me. Mm-hmm. It's filled with stupid, 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 and unlikable people. Yep. And the movie treats you as a viewer like a child. Yeah. It talks down to you for two hours and tells you, you're dumb. These are products sponsored by Verizon. Th- throw some fucking money at us. Mm-hmm. I hate that movie. It's fucking cynical as shit. And the second one looks just as fucking stupid. Why would you build a billion dollar park attra- attraction park on top of an active volcano? Fuck you. <laughs> and then, then don't tell me I can suddenly care about these things after you just spend two hours telling me I'm stupid and I shouldn't care about these things. They're just products. Yeah. I, I think the, the funniest part of that whole movie is the fucking the Indominus Rex. Because... Why the fuck? <laughs> Just like they're they're going Why through. Why is there like... a door? Why is there a dinosaur shaped size door on in the fuck on t- like attached to the paddock? <laughs> Why? Not, not only that, they're just they were like going through like the things that they put inside the Indominus Rex, uh-huh. and you're just like, and it's the stupidest all... thing you've ever heard of because it sounds like the most dangerous thing ever concocted. We're gonna put snake DNA in, and we're gonna what put the fuck? this. What are you fucking thinking? What did you think was gonna happen when like, you did this? Like you have there. Are th- other movies devoted to right. why dinosaurs is a bad idea well, and then this like, movie like look we made the most dangerous fucking uh, horribly scary or known to man congratulations i, I vaguely remember i vaguely remember the in the book that the indominus rex exists and, it, and i think it makes more sense in some way i don't remember i don't exactly remember specifics but like 
it's kind of fucking dumb that they were just like, let's just give it like cloaking powers, right? That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, like... That was when they said like, yeah, we put cuttlefish DNA. Like those are mean little undersea bastards. Like yeah. I'd watched something about giant squid and a guy was was searching for him and he ran into a bunch of cuttlefish and they were actively attacking him while he was trying to get out of the like water. The whole movie, everything about the movie is stupid. It really is. It's fucking ridiculous. And like the moment when Chris Pratt was like, there's raptor DNA in there. I was like, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie so fucking hard. Also, fuck like this we, movie. Were, were, we were told up and down that velociraptors like, like Muldoon in Jurassic Park 1 is like, you take one look at him, you're like, that's a scary bastard who will probably kill me with his pinky. And he's like, these things are vicious monsters who should all be rounded up and destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me that you then decided to put that into a giant T-Rex body? Here's yeah. your... Okay, here's the only part of the movie I was, like, I was into, was, like, when they suggested that they wanted to strap guns onto Velociraptors. I was like, yes, give me that movie. Yeah. That's because that's, that's, that's an old pitch for Jurassic Park yeah. 4. Involving like mutant human dinosaur hybrids that had lasers on their heads. So here's <laughs> the thing: stupid. I would like it, that movie. Just to get dumber. Like that it can Like here's the thing: my problem with Jurassic World, and it's a, it's one of my biggest problems with the movie, is it's not stupid enough. Is it's it, not. It no, acts it's like not it's supposed to be enough, smart. Kind of, here's the thing: it's also kind of boring. Yeah. Like stuff happens. I'm supposed to give a fuck about. I don't give a shit at all. The only time I got a reaction was when Colin Trevorrow um, <laughs> decided to offhandedly murder some woman really horribly for no reason. You mean reason. Lena Luthor? Yeah. You mean was she, Even, he... Yeah, exactly. Even though nobody else in the movie gets oh, fucking eats that, that that's Lena Luthor, star, yeah. the co-star of yeah. Supergirl, died died by uh, drowning. Who has? <sighs> she has no dialogue in the film except for like, "Hey, come here and sit down." Um, mm-hmm. Like. I think it's it's been talked about to death that like her death scene is dragged out for yeah. an uncomfortable amount of time when nobody else in the movie dies that hard. Even the people you want to die hard don't right. die that hard. Yeah, yeah. and then, then Jimmy That's Buffett good... walks by at one point. Mm-hmm. The T Rex shows up. I'm like, I don't give a shit at this point. Yeah, like, I mean, at that point, I was like, mm. well, here's the thing. That is the only point in the movie where I was like, oh, this is good. Um, the movie's over I now. Guess. <laughs> I guess it's good. <laughs> also, like, they took like they took two actors I like in Chris right. Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, and like Bryce Dallas Howard is like I'm Lady Business and I don't have a life. Knuckles mm-hmm. on her fucking hips, and then Chris Pratt's like, "Hey, sex." Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about Nick Robinson? Not that Nick Robinson. For those who are from our audience who think of a different Nick Robinson. Yeah, but fuck the... that Nick Robinson. <laughs> uh, I'll kick his ass one day. <laughs> but uh, he he plays the uh, apathetic older brother who's not even doing a good job of playing the apathetic older brother. No, no, he's yeah. not. And then you have the kid from Iron Man 3 in the worst role he's ever been in. Like, he's underused. At... <sighs> like, and we've seen this the, kid um, in other movies, and he's used well. Jurassic... Yeah, he's in, the con- he's in Insidious, is he not? I think he is. He's in Insidious. He's in the beginning of um, uh, Russell Crowe and uh, fucking uh, Ryan Gosling. Um, fuck. Uh, from last year. Um, God damn oh. it. Uh, nice Guys. What? He's in the beginning of Nice Guys. He's oh, the guy yeah. who finds really? the porn star. Um, yeah. He's the kid who finds the porn star dead. Um, and then, you, and then like, the, my biggest point, like, one of my biggest issues this movie is the fucking the nerdy Jurassic Park fan who I feel like is an allegory for the audience. <sighs> 
as these these dinosaur nerds who oh, are I forgot he was in the movie insulted He's so bad and then when he goes in for the kiss with that girl and she's like no I have a boyfriend that was there's so many problems with that movie I forgot and, like, that thank, whole thank that God whole, like thread was in the movie thank God they excise the scene where Bryce Tallis Howard to cover herself in dinosaur shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then um, the one time they use a practical dinosaur, it looks like shit. That's the other yep. thing. Like, this is a franchise where, yeah, it's responsible for CG being a thing. It's just kind of responsible for Spawn. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's um, the thing about the first movie, Jurassic, Jurassic yes. Park and Jurassic Park 2. Like, when CGI and practical effects kind of switch in and out, yeah. You, can't really you don't you lose the moment where you're yeah. like you're you're so into it where it's not distracting because you, you have practical effects artists who at that point had been working in film since the 70s um who were working on that movie and who were the best of the best at their craft uh you have people who were working on aliens at the time who were working on et who were working on indiana jones so when they weren't doing cg they were doing practical effects and it made ultimately a very convincing movie um Mm -hmm. and it brought that movie to life this movie the jurassic world is already dated it was dated months after it came out the cg looked like shit i'm all and i I brought the t-rex a reason for the last movie because like if you want me to get excited over the t-rex showing up stop fucking showing him me to me in the trailers like you've now sucked any any emotional response you would have gotten out of me in the theater by showing it to me in the trailer again. Yep. I don't yeah. care. Also, now I know he shows up and does something cool. Thanks. That was a that was clearly the money shot, and they put it in the fucking trailer, which yep. is just bullshit. Um, God, I, I don't know. I'm so I'm so angry with all these movies, um, and I want Universal to just stop. Because, again, like, uh. there's a version of this where I would have been totally on board with these movies. Um, but this isn't the version that they did, so... Yeah. I don't know. Oh, hey, guys. I gotta, I gotta yeah. drop out uh, yeah. before I do. My kids bought me Jurassic World in 3D for Blu-ray for Christmas. Bye. Wow. That's, oh, that's, man. That's not the same <laughs> thing. God damn. hung up on that note. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it so much. Um, okay, so let's do the that Yardy trailer before we talk about Jared Leto. Yeah. Um, you know, it looked like it looked good. like fucking John Wick with a bunch of black people, and it sounds awesome. Yep. Yeah. It's a it has Hot Will Ferrell in it. <laughs> no, it does. But it does have the guy who played uh, Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. Who yeah, is, that's cute. It's a fucking amazing. Directed actor. by Idris Elba, and like yeah. the camera work looks really impressive. Yeah. It's, it it looks seems to be good. a revenge story. It yeah. looks kind of awesome. It's like a it's a gangster story about Jamaicans, which is I feel like we haven't had that movie yet. So. No, we haven't. No. Yeah, so I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Go watch the trailer. That that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, I just know I'm glad that he's getting into directing. Um, so that he can be respected for once. Uh, <laughs> now let's wow. go to another gangster story. Oh man. The, I saw this in the, tra- in the in the in the chat and I forgot what this was until I googled it and I'm so fucking upset. Yeah. Like <sighs> Okay. So let's just start with the obvious thing. This is a trailer for a movie called The Outsider. I'm already angry. 
before nope. I even watch it. Mm, nope. <laughs> For reasons that you all know. Um, I'm already fucking pissed off. <laughs> it's called The Fucking Outsider. Um, and then... This is... I, this I learned that it's Jared actually, Leto. This movie might actually get Jared Leto killed. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it, by like, Andy. <laughs> Not only that, like, he can get his ass kicked if he went to Japan. Here, <laughs> I'll just... Movie. Here's what I'll just... I'll just... I'm gonna read some, some names off in, in order. And you can see where the problem comes from. Jared Leto, and then Tadanobu Asano, Kipei no, Shino, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no. Shiolu Katsuna, This Reno. is not good. This is going to get his ass kicked. Yeah. This is, this is, this is problematic. Yeah. Like, so, so it's, set, think, it's a period first piece. Of all, that's, I don't that's... think in the history of the Yakuza, I could be wrong. Yeah. But there... I don't think the Yakuza welcomes foreigners. No. No, no they don't. absolutely not. Like... Maybe, no, even they, I would say that they would do like an exchange program, maybe. Like they I would, would, I would say that they, they would associate with foreigners. I right. wouldn't say they, yes. they let them in. as a business partner, but like, yeah, joining the Yakuza, from what I understand that the Yakuza, the Yakuza are fucking not to be fucked right. with. Right. No. And they don't even like not. doing business with other crime organizations. That's the other thing. Nope. Like, if you were part of La Costa Nostra, Nostra the chances of you having a working relationship with the Yakuza if they decided to move in on your turf and here, here's very how low. here's how here's how far like the the tentacles of the Yakuza reach. Now I talk about that that Japanese wrestling company Dragon Gate all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are strong standing rumors that the president of that company has very close connections to the Yakuza. It would not surprise me. And it would, and if you took one look at this guy, you'd go Okay, yeah, he, yeah, he's scary. Yeah, um, like the Yakuza, like so much to go far as like helps during disasters and yes, stuff. They're, they, they're they are very, they are very established in the in the in the blood of Japan. Yeah, yeah. like they kind of help run the country, from yeah. what I understand. Um, and I, it, the idea of not just a foreigner, but a white American, like joining their ranks, nah. is preposterous. Mm. And this is one of the worst examples of I'm going to use this trope, the white savior that I've ever right. heard of. Like, and the, the Last Samurai is different because people misconstrue the Last Samurai yeah. as Tom Cruise is the Last Samurai. He's not. He's no. there to witness the death of the Last Samurai. Yeah. Also, he doesn't win, which is a key part of him not being yeah. the white savior. Yeah. He exactly. The samurai effectively he do gets fucking, die. He gets bloodied and dragged off a battlefield and pardoned. Mm-hmm. Like he gets, he gets bodied. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets fucking wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. I just everything about this movie, I'm just like, no, I don't. Wait, and I, I, I read the plot synopsis to see if it would help anything, and it's because he's paying off a debt, and I'm like, that doesn't sound like the thing that the Yakuza would ever do. I don't no. believe that they would ever pay off a debt through servitude. I believe that they would. And if and it was, and if it was through servitude. You Not... certainly wouldn't be joining their ranks. No, they'd be their okay. Bit. Here, here's the difference. I don't think they'd do that for a foreigner. No, like, no. like maybe absolutely not. Maybe another Asian person, possibly mm. like a uh, someone who's Chinese or Korean. I could see all that. I'm thinking, all I'm thinking about is the accusing games right now, and it's like cracking me up. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I just don't buy. The, like this, the whole mm-hmm. premise of the movie is problematic, and, and like. Yeah. And the fact that it's Jared Leto makes it, a little extra gro- makes it a little extra gross for me. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, the usual disclaimer, hey, he's not doing as much 30 Seconds to Mars, so that's that's good. 
Um, <laughs> less than yeah. that in the world. But does it really outweigh things? I think not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm very against this movie. Like, and here's the thing: it's on Netflix. I'm not gonna stream it. I'm not I'm not no. even gonna stream it to hate watch it. And I've hate watched many things that were released on Netflix. I hate um, watch Death Note. Death Note. Yeah, I, I well, I watched it because my brother wanted to watch it, and I was like, <laughs> fine, whatever, you fucking weeb. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I did just I did just dig up an interesting story about the yakuza because I googled yakuza and foreigners, and mm-hmm. I guess this is their attitude towards foreigners kind of being around them. This is from Reddit. It says, Myself and some mates are fairly heavily tattooed, relaxing in a park last summer with a few ales. The, this old, gray-haired geezer and 60 years old, fully suited and booted in the sweltering August heat, kept circling and staring at us. Uh, finally asked him what he wanted. Turns out he was interested in our tattoos. He undoes his suit jacket and rolls up his sleeves and waist to reveal some wonderful artwork, which is obviously covering his whole upper body. His exact words were, not fashion. He tucked himself in and left. Mm. Oh my god. About an that's hour later, that's he, horrifying. Well, here's the thing. About an hour later, he returned carrying a pizza which he had bought for us, dropped it off, and left again. Wow. So I guess it was a sign of, like, this shit's serious, but, you know, you're not problematic. Mm. It's like you're, you're foreigners. You don't understand. Like, yeah. yeah. But, like, I, like there's a, there was an article recently, like, speaking of the games, of, like, like that, like, they would, like, look at that those games and be like, all right, what's the difference between them? And, like, they're like very business oriented. Like, there there are some of them that run orphanages. Like, like they they have legit businesses. Mm-hmm. Like they're run like a corporation. Yeah, essentially. They are a lot like, like the mob. The, the very yeah. similar uh, in terms of their actual structure, but they're very take no prisoners, from my understanding. I think um, my favorite my favorite like bit from the article. It's like as like a quick side is like they're like looking at like the combat system and he goes. Why the fuck would anyone go around beating the shit out of everyone? You get arrested like immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. But, I'm gonna yeah. try to dig up a picture of the uh, the Dragon Gate president and put it in the chat and see what you guys think. But yeah, uh, while well, he does that, outsider trailer doesn't movie doesn't look good. Also, that's the other thing. It looks, looks bad. bad. Um, I think the. Was Bai Ling in the trailer? I couldn't tell if that oh, was. Oh, no, I like Bai Ling. And I, and I was like, wow. It, Bai Ling is even, like, mailing it in. Um, which is uh, a shame, really. Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't look, doesn't look good. Like, I don't know how many times I can say it. He's doing his voice from Blade Runner. Um, which was a weird choice when he did it in Blade Runner. I don't know why he's doing it in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, just I still haven't seen Blade Runner, but it's on my list. I just got The Shape of Water, so yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I guess we'll come back to that. I guess. But uh, final story that I have, and this one might be a quick one, is uh, Danny Boyle is in talks to direct the next James Bond movie. Boy, talk about a series that's just having fucking trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so apparently Daniel Craig really enjoyed working with him on the 2012 Olympic Games, which feels like a what? lifetime ago. Um, what? <laughs> because they huh? did, no, so they did like an opening ceremony thing where James Bond saved the queen. 
Um, that's, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. <laughs> I really love that's that. That's fucking red. That's the kind of James Bond shit I want to hear about. Yeah, and he like parachuted into the <laughs> into the stadium. Uh, so that was, I guess that's a thing that I actually haven't seen, believe it or not. Me, the big James Bond fan. Uh, but yeah, um, that's the thing that happened. He really liked working with Danny Boyle uh, while that was happening. Um. So wait, is it confirmed that Daniel Craig's going to be in it? Uh, yeah, he's. I think he still has one more movie left of his contract, doesn't he? Well, so he has the right to refuse, but uh. Oh, he, he okay. Does, he does have one more movie in his contract. Basically, what contracts mean is, if he wants to come back, he can come back. Uh, otherwise, they would have to buy him out. Um, but if he doesn't want to, he can just say, "Fuck you, go." I'm, I'm going to make a confession. I'm going to make a little confession about James Bond. Um, yeah. I haven't seen basically anything in its entirety since after Quantum of Solace. I Because uh, Quantum of Solace broke me in half. Yeah, okay. So do you know the story behind that movie? I heard the writer's strike fucked it up. No, it, it destroyed that movie. Uh, the director and Nino Craig kind of had to make the movie on the fly uh, because they didn't have a script. So that's why that movie is the way and, that it is. And I think I'm feeling the way I am because, like, my dad is the one who put the love of James Bond in me. Like, I grew up with him. I grew yeah. up watching this movie with him. I remember distinctly watching You Only Live Twice with him. I remember distinctly watching Goldfinger with him. Uh-huh. Like, I have very, very fond childhood memories with James Bond. And, like, Quantum of Solace ended, and I just remember I was asleep at some point during that movie. Yeah, Quantum of Solace is a, so fucking boring. That's it's a like, common it's... thing. Um, you should watch Skyfall, like, beginning to end. Skyfall is amazing. I I've like seen Skyfall. the ending of Skyfall because I worked at movie theater, and that's just, it was unavoidable. Um, yeah. And it really intrigued me because Javier Bardem looks like a fucking scary-ass villain. Also, I did, see yeah. where he, I did see the scene where he takes out, like, like yeah. his facial apparatus. And his mm-hmm. face fucking because he got hit with cyanide at some point. Yeah. No, what, this... what is it? He he bit down on a capsule and yeah, because he was a spy. Incorrectly, he was yeah. a spy. So he 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 attempted suicide and it didn't work. Uh, he has this line. He's like, "Life clung to me like a disease," um, which is such a such a great line. Um, he's like that. I, I love I'm gonna watch that as soon as this is over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. like my whole relationship with James Bond is that like, I Goldeneye like got really got me into oh, it. That too. Like, yeah. I mean, the fucking video game. Like, I think an entire generation became aware of James Bond because of the N sixty four game. Yeah, and yeah. like I, I, I like I haven't seen all of them obviously, and I'd like to see most of them. Yeah, um, I don't care to see the the, the, the Pierce Brosnan one. They get progressively worse, but you yeah, know. I don't care to see those that, ones. Uh, that is true. That is accurate. <laughs> that is yeah. So I, I've seen all of them. Um, so I, I just, I, I am a real, like, fanboy in the way that I want them all to be good, but I'm okay if some of them are bad. Like, I was very hurt. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's 25 of them. Yeah. 24. Some of them are bound to be awful. Yeah. Uh, Fucking miss. Yeah. Still hurt by Spectre, though. Spectre's fucking terrible. Do not watch Spectre. I don't. I saw, I saw about 15 minutes of Spectre and I had to turn it off because, like, I can't. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Spectre too. Like the word came out about that, and I was like, "How did you fuck up, fucking uh, uh, Christoph Waltz?" <laughs> how did you? How did you fuck off? Yeah, fuck up, uh, Christoph Waltz as a villain, and having fucking Daniel Craig like, like... a lineage Bond villain, like not just a new one. Yeah, no, he's yeah. he's the Joker. Like that's the he's thing. He's the Bond villain. 
like it's like if in the next Godzilla movie, if they found a way to fuck up Ghidorah, like oh, if they no, found it, I would if they did that, I would set the. Th- I'd set up. I'd set the theater on fire at that yeah, point. <laughs> it would be unforgivable, and that's kind of what they did, um, which is what turned me off of it so much. Um, but now that movie is that aside, book, but I am the architect of all your misery. Yes, no. that's where the yeah no that's where it comes from. It's the it was me, James, <laughs> the, the author of all your pain. Um, on the equivalent of it was me, Barry. Yes, he says basically the same thing. He's like, it was. <laughs> You never, you, you, you never saw me. You looked for me, but you never saw me. I was the architect of all your pain. Listen, um, listen, listen, Blowfield. I won't be impressed until you travel back in time and kill his dog. Okay? Like, oh, his no. fucking reverse flash did that. <laughs> yeah, but he did kill Eva Green. Technically, that's the other thing. So, okay, we're gonna turn this into a Spectre podcast real quick. Um, so Spectre does something that even hardcore James Bond fans are not have come have come to the conclusion it was a bad idea, which is this. Casino Royale was made on its own. There was no really hint at, like, Spectre being a thing. There was no sense of a larger universe or real plans for future movies. Other oh, than... wait a minute. Did they do some really poor retroactive yeah, continuity? they did. Oh, no. They did. They no. kind of set up this organization called Quantum because they didn't have the rights to Spectre yet. Okay. And then they continued that in Quantum of Solace, and then Quantum of Solace is really boring, and it's, I've described it as, it's seven action scenes uh, happening sequentially, and then really yep. bad in-between stuff. Like, it, it's, 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 uh, it's boring sequence after boring sequence, and then occasionally they shoot guns at each other. It's yeah. lots like, of, like, Jason Bourne-esque action, and I have to say, like, I'm sorry, anyone who likes his movies, I think those action sequences are insufferable. No, they're boring. I, yeah. I've, I've tried on. to watch uh, the Bourne... What was the first one called? The Bourne Identity. Yeah, they're all boring. And they're not good. Paul, Paul Greengrass shoots action sequences like he's having a seizure. Yeah. yeah. It's not... Yeah, I'm real glad that Paul Greengrass's Watchmen never happened. Um, the, the, oh, that was God. A, yeah, that was a thing. And people shit on Snyder. I, I think his version is better we than the uh, There are a few people who can film an action sequence like Zack Snyder can, so those people can shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like being able to see what's happening, so I'm perfectly okay with slow down <laughs> speed up. Can you imagine like a close-up of just Rorschach's face and not seeing him actually punch anyone? Like, oh, God. Well, yeah, I love, and people complain about Watchmen's, uh, the prison action scene, which is like, there's no extended brawl in the book. I'm like, yeah, but in the film, like, you get a it's beautiful so panoramic good. shot, like, yeah. Silk Spectre jumping off Night Owl's back and punching someone in the face. It's so good. He breaks, he, doesn't he, like, break someone's hands? In like, the director's like, cut, they break someone's leg, and you see the bone pop out. It's yeah, no, in the, awesome. it's the alley, the alleyway fight sequence when they're fighting while John is getting, like, uh, attacked in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Um, they they grab the top they fight the top knots and like both uh Sally yeah yeah Sally, Sally and yeah. Dan are snapping people's limbs they're yeah. kicking them through dumpsters they're bashing they're they're knocking teeth out it's fucking awesome that's, that's the Snyder that I want and then in the director's cut when Dan finds out that the original Night Owl has been killed he grabs a, a top knot and beats his teeth out it's so good it's he so beats good. this dude almost lifeless. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Watchmen director's cut. Under underrated. Um, go watch really that. Good. But yeah, Spectre. They did fucking. They went back and they changed it so that there was this connection between all the movies. And here's the thing. They were setting up a quasi-Spectre universe, but then they included the guy from Skyfall um, and suggested that he was part of Spectre and that everything he did was part of Blofeld's larger plan. His whole thing is like, I fucking hate M for what she did to me. Right. It's a revenge story. Yeah. You're taking away from one character's revenge by making it part of another character's revenge. You're effectively cutting the balls off of the tension from one movie in order to strengthen the tension of another movie. It would be like if you went back and retroactively said Goldfinger is actually a member of Spectre and that he was trying to irradiate <laughs> oh, Jesus <Fort> Christ. Knox <laughs> because Spectre wow. told him to. Um, and no, Mr. Really Bond, dumb. I expect you to die. Yes, and also I'm going to irradiate <laughs> this gold. Because Spectre told me to. Like, fucking... odd job is here. Yes. I love. I, I. I. I both love and hate certain thing about Goldfinger, where it's like, every time a new female uh, protagonist is introduced, they're immediately killed. Yeah. I think. Uh, until we got Pussy Galore, which, God damn it! Like, yeah. I think the, the the inclusion of like stupid characters like uh like Odd Job and Jaws really endears me to James Bond. Yeah. Because they're just fucking DC villains. They are. <laughs> they basically no. are. Jaws is here's the thing. Jaws in his first appearance is kind of fucking cool. Uh, yeah, he's kind of fucking awesome. He's just like a really, really built dude. <laughs> and James Bond, that, that, that actor is a scary, scary yes. dude. Yeah, and he like he doesn't have like superpowers or anything, which he does in no, he the just... next movie, kind of. Like he has they, fucking metal teeth. Like he has metal teeth, and he's really hard to punch because Roger Moore. Roger Moore is a soft man. Um, <laughs> he's a very soft man. I get that impression from him for some reason. <laughs> like he's not—he's not a hard—he's not a tough guy at all. Um, so That's the like, vibe it like, works. Like the vibe I got from Pierce Brosnan was very like. I'm like I, I don't know. Like I feel he's like if I punch you, you try. That's like the Django Fett thing where he looks like someone's stepdad. Yeah, and like when Daniel yeah. Craig got cast as James Bond, I was like, that man puts the fear of death in me. Well, cause you gotta like remember the scene in Casino Royale where you know the fucking uh, what's it called where you like jump on rooftops and shit. The parkour. Yeah. Parkour. The parkour guy like he jumps up and he like goes through this little slit in a wall, and Daniel Craig just fucking runs through the drywall. He just fucking like plows through it at full speed. Um, and then keeps on walking. <laughs> like he Daniel smashes Craig through looks it. like someone who would kill me with his thumb. Yeah. Whilst, like whilst filling a drink. There's uh, a, there's a scene where he does like a like there's a scorpion on like a table and he does yes. some kind of weird shit with it and I'm like yeah I believe he could do that. Yeah. Like, he drinks well, a there's fucking also that thing. Casino Royale where he fucking he's getting hit in the nuts with like what is it a ball rope? Mm-hmm. Like, a, and he, like and he's barely and, moving. He's, like, like I'll say die tickling my balls. Yep. <laughs> I, I love it. He's like, hit the hit, hit the left one, hit the, <laughs> to the left, to the left. I kind of I kind of love that Daniel Craig James Bond has a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't so give a fuck. Um, no, he does not. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess we can wrap up actually if we want to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Danny Boyle. I think that's a good pick. Um, the other pick, if if they don't like his script. They're going to go to the director of 71, which I'm probably the only person that's seen that movie. 
But I if have you haven't, no idea. it's good. It's a it's a movie about a guy who's stuck behind enemy lines during uh, uh, in a city that's controlled by the IRA. Um, oh, it's like a yeah, he's like a British soldier in IRA territory, and it's that's got to be intense. Yeah, and it's him trying to survive. So. If you want to watch a movie that's just going to scare the fucking shit out of you, go watch that. Um, so, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, that's uh, that's it for After Dark this week, I guess. Yeah. All righty. I'm Connor McGraw. Uh, Death Note and Sukiyaki Western Django is out for Movie Dumpster. Go check those out. And after that is Frankenstein Unbound. And then after that, we have an entire fresh slate of recording to do. So, I don't know what's going to happen after that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Stroke God Millionaire. You can follow me, my game collecting account at Mode7Games. Uh, if you find my Snapchat, I'll fucking add you or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not giving it out, but if you find it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um... Come and find me. Yeah, God go find it. me. Uh, AA Haro on most of the places. Uh, Spaceglombo.tumblr.com. Uh, we are all on Vero, and I'm just Arlen Haro because they don't let you do like custom like nope. at you, names or anything. Just look up our up our names. Uh, yeah. I'll, for it. I'll, I'll figure out a way to turn into a reverse slash gimmick though at some point. Yeah, probably. It's you. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I saw Annihilation I today, so go see that. That's a good film. That's a... and I saw Black Panther today, and <laughs> oh yeah, that movie too. That review will be coming out shortly after whenever oh. this posts. So I have nothing but good things to say about it. So get ready for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Fuck yourself. So.